0: call how to help now this is a phenomenal topic i'm so thankful to be able to touch on it this is something that corporations organizations they are desperately looking for people that know how to help many are looking for them to to learn how to help their way they want to show and train them how to do it the way that they have been impressed is the best way for their uh whatever it is that they're selling, whatever service they're providing, but God is looking for people that know how to help. And it's important. We are laborers together with Him, is what the Scriptures say. And so there's things that God, He can do much more when there's people that know how to help. How to do what He shows do. How to do it the way He shows to do it. And you and I are called to help Him, We're called to help the Lord Jesus. Every person that is born again, recreated after Him, we have a helps ministry. We have something to do for God. And a helps ministry, yes sir, it is something that it's going to take the helper to accomplish. We'll find this. In fact, should we go there? Let's go to Acts. I was not planning this, but I sense it's good to go there. Go with me to Acts, the sixth chapter, and we'll start there, I believe, in verse 1. Acts 6 1. And we find here it says, In those days, first verse, when the number of the disciples was multiplied, there arose a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews because their widows were neglected in the daily ministration. What is this? This is ministry. And now this is talking about serving food. This is a ministry. They're serving food. It goes on in the second verse and says, Then the twelve called the multitude of the disciples to them and said, It's not reason that we should leave the word of God and what? Serve tables. So they are calling this ministration. They are calling this ministry. What? What? serving tables now the others ministry as well we don't want to get off on a ditch on either end they said it's not right that we should leave the word of God and serve tables so they say this is the apostles they are saying it's very important our work right now is to give ourselves to the word of God and to pray now many don't understand this is a work And it's too much for them to try and serve tables and pray and give themselves to the Word. So we need to know, by the helping of God, what's my part to help today? And the only way we'll get it right is because we have the Helper. And that's what we talked about. When we look at how to help, how does He help us? One, He doesn't enforce Himself upon us, so He's not making us help. And that's what we're talking about today. When we help, we help as to the Lord. We help those that God has connected us to, who He has told us to help. We help Jesus in the way He shows us the part that we have. If it's pastoral, we help in that capacity as to Him. If it's a traveling ministry, we help in that capacity of to Him. If it's working with a company, if it's working in a grocery store, we're helping the people that are there, the managers there, as to the Lord which means we don't just do it the way you know we thought would be good that day we don't just do it even up until the extent of the company we can actually go a little bit beyond that I think about the master he said you know if one bid you go with them a mile go with them too it's very possible that for us as believers we'll not only be led to go to the extent of the job and description but beyond that Now, this this is very important. Let's make sure we look at this, though. Faithfulness is doing exactly what we're directed to do, the way we're directed to do it. So you and I going outside the box and just always doing more than is directed is not faithfulness. And that's not contradicting what I just said. When I see, hold on, this needs to be done... I can go to the manager to the boss everything else is already done and I could say hey what do you think about this I, I had the thought maybe of working on this what am I doing I'm submitting myself I'm putting myself under my leading now right this is now still putting myself in a place where I am here to help this thing looks like it can be done what do you think you mind if I get on that they give me the yeah go for it that's good I've just assigned myself more, and I've entered into this is by the leading of the spirit of God. I've now lightened their load that much more. Got something accomplished that they didn't direct yet, but I went under and I got the direction at that point. And th- this is how you and I can go further and do more and accomplish more for the kingdom, show more of the glory of God. When you have people like this around you, in your places of work, in your homes, this is what brings life and light. This is what people like. This is what causes businesses to succeed. And people all around are looking for people like this. But notice the difference. Not just going, well, of course they want us to get that done. Let me just do it. No, there's no direction there. Faith comes by hearing. If we have nothing heard, if we haven't been given any direction there, then we can't faithfully do that thing. Thank you, Lord. Now, let's go to our text in Colossians. Here in Colossians, let me get to my notes so I'll tell you right. We're going to look at Colossians 3, verses 18 through 24. And again, we're looking here at how to help which is such a wonderful place to be. The more you the more you and I give ourselves to being good helpers, the more useful we are to the Lord to be good leaders. The good leaders that you and I have had opportunities to know to some degree, one being Jesus. The Holy Spirit as a second comforter, he's like Jesus. You want to know a good leader? He's it. And we've known Him to some degree. We can know Him and His leading in a greater way. But the more you and I give ourselves to being good help in this earth, the more you and I will be the best of leaders for God in this earth. Let's look. i got to catch up with you. I'm here preaching and enjoying myself. i am got to get to it. Colossians 3. Thank you, Lord. And here we see very directive ways that uh it starts here this is something that's good to see is that these things from god when it comes to being a help he'll cause us to help first at home it's no different in our home where the lord lives where we invite him into our heart and then he can come on our lives we find if we get it right here first this is where he's going to first deal with us is in our home in our heart and then you'll find in our residence, in our home, our family home, and then you'll find it'll go a little bit further outside of that and then further outside of that. The reason why there's been issues and people haven't been good help at the workplace, you can track back and see they're not much of a help at home either. When we're a good help at home, we can be a good help outside of that. I remember Brother Hagen, it would said, uh, Brother Kenneth E. Hagen, I remember it was it was said that he would go in and he'd he'd go into someone's you know drawer and see. He'd open it up and see how organized it was. Now there were some points early on in, in Rhema Bible Training Center and that that there was a couple young men that were staying with them and whether this is that point in time where that was happening, I'm not fully certain of. But I do know that it was said he'd look in there, he'd see how is it that this young man of God, this person of God How are their things organized? How are they ordered? And he said that he could know whether they'd be successful in ministry or not based on that. If they had their house in order, then they would have the church of God in order. They would have their ministry in order. And if you want to see whether you and I are a good help outwardly, check on are we a good help inwardly? In our closed doors, in our secret places, are we a help there? When everybody else is gone, are we still helping our spouse in the way, God? If we're not doing it there, this is proof positive for anything outward. So here we see that. We see in the 18th verse, Wives, submit yourself to your own husbands as it is fit in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and be not bitter against them. Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing to the Lord. Fathers, provoke not your children to anger, lest they be discouraged. Servants, notice now we're going outward. We're talking about places of employment. Servants, obey in all things your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service as men pleasers, but in singleness of heart, fearing God. And whatsoever you do, do it what? Do it heartily. Do it with your heart. Do it with all you have. With all you are now I'm I just want to emphasize this do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men and that's our emphasis for this message this broadcast is when we're helping how to help it's as to the Lord and not to men and we see here when it's as to the Lord it's of the heart you do it with your heart and you'll notice when people do it with their heart they push past what others are doing. You know. You push the limitations of yourself naturally. You, when you tap inside, you're able to get into the very limitless nature of yourself. You're able to tap in and enable God to do everything that can be done through that vessel and more so. But if we're not willing to do it heartily, as to the Lord and not to men, we won't see that. We won't enter into places that's beyond our ability. And that's, in continuing, we see this here. Knowing that of the Lord you shall receive, say this with me, the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. Those that are doing something that's not heartily as to the Lord, if it's not as to the Lord, who's it to? Then it's to men. It's as to men at that point. And you and I can spend our whole lives long doing thing after thing after thing as to a person, trying to get them to think something of us, trying to get in their good graces, doing it as to them. And we're seeing right here, there's no reward in that. There's a reward, but not from God. You won't, you'll get your reward in trying to get their approval. But if you and I will do it heartily, As to the Lord and not to men, there is a reward of of inheritance because we serve the Lord Christ. Thank you, Lord. Now, let's continue and look at this in a different way. And let's go to where we left off because we looked at Elisha and how he was served by Elisha. And we were able to see how Elisha was led by God to stick with Elijah up until... He was actually caught up by this uh, chariot of fire and was received up to God. And he asked him, because Elisha did not not disconnect and separate from where God joined him to serve and to help Elijah, he actually asked that there would be a second portion, a double portion of the Spirit of God that was on Elijah's life, that it would be on Elisha himself. And Elijah said, it's a hard thing you ask, but if you see me taken up, then it will be so. And he saw it, and he said, Father, I see it. I see the chariot of fire. And what a wonderful experience to be in that place and position. Did not disconnect, did not quit, stayed where God put him, and he saw what other men could not see. And he received what other men could not receive. And it said that the very Spirit that God had, the Spirit of God that was on Elisha, it rested on Elisha. If there was any place that was comfortable enough to receive the same Spirit of God, it was on him. And yet Elijah knew this right from the start, that Elisha would take upon him. He would be the, uh, the one to inherit this office of the prophet in that way and form. And yet, at the start of that, he throws his coat, he throws his mantle on Elisha. And you find, we find, we looked at that, that right from that point, Elisha was willing to leave his family, was willing to leave his, the work he was doing at the time for the call of God, for what God needed him to do. And he said, let me just kiss my father and mother, and then I'll go back and I'll serve you. And Elijah makes it very clear from that, right, from that point in start. He says, what have I done to you? This is a God connection. This is a connection of the heart. And it needs to be known because if we think it's a connection of man, then we won't do it as to the Lord. And that is so important. Elijah made it very clear. I didn't do anything to you. It's not me. It's God is what we need to understand in that. And now looks, let's look here at 1 Kings 19, verses 19 through 21. And I believe you'll see some of what I just mentioned there by the helping of the Lord. 1 Kings 19. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 19 through 21. And here we see that. We see, so he departed from there and he found Elisha, the son of Shaphat, who was plowing with 12 yoke of oxen. Now before that, in the 16th verse, it says, he was to anoint Elisha, the son of Shaphat, of Abel Mahala, shall you anoint to be prophet in your room. So in his place, Elisha was to be prophet and he was to be anointed for such. So now we see in the 19th verse that he finds Elisha at the time Elisha's working and plowing 12 yoke of oxen before him and he with the 12 and Elijah passed by him and he cast his mantle upon him he threw this mantle this coat upon him and he left the oxen Elisha did and ran after Elijah and said let me I pray you kiss my father and my mother and then I will follow you and he said to him go back again for what have I done to you notice Right here from the start and towards the end, he keeps telling Elisha, go, don't follow me. I'm here, you'll find at the end of his life, he was there at Bethel and he said, you can go ahead, you can depart, you can go. And he said, no, no, I'm staying with you. He said, you can, they go to another town. He said, you can go. No, I'm staying with you. I'm staying with you. That tenacity to say, I won't leave you. I won't leave this joining. It can only be because you and I know God has called me here. God has directed me here. Man can tell me you're good to go, but if God said stay, then let me stay. This is my place. This is what I'm to do. This is where God called me. Let me do unto the Lord what He's called me to do. And time and again, He would. And that's what brought us to what we just mentioned earlier. So here we see He said, uh, go back again, for what have I done to you? And Elisha returned back from him and took a yoke of oxen and slew them and boiled their flesh with the instruments of the oxen and gave to the people and they did eat. Then he arose and went after Elisha and ministered to him. So he's called to be prophet in place of Elisha, but it's not time for that yet. So what's it time for? It's time to serve the prophet. It's time to serve his elder. And that's what he went right into. And here, let's look at 2 Kings 3, verse 11. This is uh, where we left off, and it's very important we we come back to it. Because the question will be brought up, how did he serve Elijah? How was it that he was prepared To be the prophet of his time of his generation and here in verse 11 we find but Jehoshaphat said is there not here a prophet of the Lord that we may inquire of the Lord by him and one of the king of Israel's servants answered and said here is Elisha the son of Shaphat which poured water on the hands of Elijah now This is many years removed from what we just read. This is many years of Elisha having been able to help Elijah. And now he's in the office of the prophet and he's ministering at, at the direction of the Lord. But the thing that stands out to this man from Israel is what? This is Elijah which poured water on the hands of Elijah. Now I've looked at this in i'll read it to you in some other translations you can just hear this it says in the amplified classic version who served elijah the bible well let me read it to you in the message version in the message version i think a lot of people would like this it says elijah's right hand man right you'll hear a lot of people they want to be the right hand one right right next to their side right they like that but let's read it here in the Bible in basic English, it says, who was servant to Elijah. That doesn't sound as popular. How about in the easy-to-read version, Elijah's servant. He poured water on his hands. Very... Jesus was willing to take off his coat, his mantle, he girded himself, and he washed the disciples' feet. For he... It was a submissive task. It was one of the dirtiest jobs of their time, and yet he was willing to set aside what was important to him and serve in that manner. And he said, you know, do you even so likewise? I've, I've given this to you as an example, that you could do the same. You could take your coat, set it aside, and serve the people of God in this way in your own life and in your own times. He didn't always do this but there are points in time when he was willing to. And you, we find that here, that Elisha was willing to do something simple for the prophet of the time, the man of God. He was willing to wash his hands, obviously, enough where it was notable. People knew, well, what did he do? Oh, yeah, he'd wash his hands. You know, tie a shoe. Not preach a message for him. Not take an offering up for him. Not... You see what I'm saying? What was most notable was this very simple task he'd do for him. You know? Yeah, he'd drive him you know, to the meeting. He'd hold his coat for him. I remember my pastor, Brother Keith Moore, Faith Life Churches, I remember he said this. He said that the Lord quickened it to him. He, he could see that he was doing more for the kingdom of God by holding Brother Kenneth E. Hagen's coat than if he was in even another nation preaching a revival and doing a great meeting there. And that's something that if we're going to be great help to God, we need to see this, how valuable this is. How, yes sir, how important it is that we'll set aside some of the things that seem so big that we want to do to come back and help someone else with theirs. With what seems to be a small task and this is something that as I've been going over this more and more I sense this is more God and it's coming up into my heart. It's not so much what you and I do But how we do it We're talking about what heartily what you and I do do it from our heart as to the Lord and not to men and when we do that we have reward from God, but first We have place with God. To be in position, not everybody else got to wash the hands of Elijah. The fact that he was there was very special. It was something that few got to do. God allowed him to do it. And there is reward that he gets that many don't. And there's things and places like that for us that if you and I will enter in and it's not something we could work to achieve, but just simply because we love God and we want His way, that He'll show us where to help. What And maybe it's not ministry for you. Maybe it's a business. Maybe it's a corporation. Maybe you're to oversee your own and He shows you a company to work with for the next 10 years that is so preparation for you to do your own work that God needs you to have. Needs you to be a great influence in your nation, needs you to be able to go to other nations. I think about, I want to say it was the uh, owner of the Caterpillar Company, that they'd go to another nation, they'd do a work, they'd have all the equipment there to, you know, make a, a building, do the foundation, whatever's needed. They'd leave the forklifts and all the things that were needed there. I mean, you're talking much worth of resources, and they would just sow it to that region. God needs people that can do that. But if you and I don't learn how to help, we'll be hindered in how we lead. And uh, this, as I've been... Yes, sir, do you want us to go there? Hallelujah. As I've been looking at this more and more, I've been reminded of a movie in our years, years past of called the karate kid. And, uh, I think about if you don't know it, you can brush it up. I'm sure it's not hard to find karate kid. And, and there was the main character, Daniel San, you know, Mr. Miyagi, he, he called him Daniel San, and he, uh, well, he's getting beat up, you know, they're whooping on him good. And he needs to be trained in karate. So Mr. Miyagi finally, you know, decides that, you know, he'll train him. He'll train him for this tournament coming up. And so he tells him, you know, come over to my house. And um, so he comes over, Daniel's there, and he shows him, okay, now I need you to do this thing in my yard, right? What do you have him do? He had him start out by, I think he was waxing his car. And so he tells, and he's going to wax. He said, "No, no, no! You don't wax it like that. You wax it like this." And he's got a specific way. Now he thinks, "All right, fine. I'll wax the car. I guess tomorrow I'll learn some karate moves." And so he's waxing, waxing, waxing. All the, he gets done with the car. Oh yeah, woo! Doesn't that look good, Mr. Miyagi? He goes, "All right, next car." <laughs> right i think he had a whole fleet of cars they're all getting and he's waxing all his cars so all right that's a long busy day coming back tomorrow all right i'll see you first thing in the morning gets there tomorrow what's he want to do paint the fence and he's like paint the fence i'm supposed to learn karate paint the fence paint the fence all right fine i'll paint the fence of course what thoughts coming they're taking advantage of you. You know, you're supposed to learn karate. He said he'd have you prepared for the tournament. And here you are cleaning up all his house, doing all his dirty work, paint the fence. All right, whatever. I'll paint the fence. Whatever. I shouldn't say that. Paint the fence. Paint the fence. He finally gets through one, you know, portion of fence. He's thinking that looks good, doesn't it, Mr. Miyagi? He said, yeah, all the way around okay paints all the way around both sides by that point he's thinking oh my goodness so he's done with that for a day that was a long day come back tomorrow come back tomorrow mr miyagi's not even there got a sign outside finish painting right paint the house now i just got done painting all your fence i just got done waxing all your cars i'm ready to learn karate he's thinking right i i need when are you gonna help me because i need to learn to fight i need to be able to to stand on my own two feet i gotta be able to do my own thing when are you gonna teach me and finally mr Miyagi comes back and he's upset daniel son's thinking when are you gonna teach me he said daniel son show me wax the car he shows him he said no 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 like this and he shows him what's he showing him he he starts throwing uh Kicks and punches at him and everything that he was doing, waxing those cars, was defensive technique. And he was knocking off these attacks. He said, Now you show me paint the fence. He starts doing, he said, No, 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 not like that, like this. You gotta lock that wrist. You gotta Yeah, yeah. And he's blocking all these he did not think he was being prepared. And that's where I sense the Lord saying to us, There are things that we've been doing things He's been having us do, places He's been having us work, things He's been having us look at, things that we've been undertaking. Don't think it's little. Don't think it's nothing. You are being prepared to lead. You are being set up to defend. You are being put in position. You are being prepared, and you and I are learning how to help. And if we don't get this, we will not be ready to lead. So let's not think little of it. Let's not call it light. Let's not just say, well, I'm just doing this. It's only that. Let's not say whatever. Let's understand that these simple tasks the Lord's allowing us to do is preparing us to lead for these days to come because there are those that are going to be much blessed because we were willing to submit ourselves and learn how to help. And when we do it, We're not doing it to a man or to a woman. We're not doing it as to some person. We're doing it heartily with all that we are inside as to the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And He will reward us abundantly. You and I will see. That's all our time. We will hook up from this point next time. We love you here at this ministry. We bless you. We will see